the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is local time, 106. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This portion of our program Folks, it's right by, Bre- by the Lodge, Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. I was there just the other day, folks. A great meal is waiting for you. And uh, <clears throat> listen, I understand a day like today, the weather's a little, uh, you know, a little wet, a little roar outside. But they have that brand new, beautiful deck, full bar, large dining area. I'll see you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop it and see them, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Well, so much to get to, folks. Bring you up to speed on things. As always, visit the website, petro.com. We have some new stories that are going up a little bit uh, later into the day. And don't forget to petro.com, which, of course, is brought to you by Allstate Lock. I want to make sure. Do you have security cameras outside your home or business? Well, you want to go with Allstate Lock online at allstatelock.com. Danny Greslin, they do such a great job, he and his son. Experts, locking systems, building security, Allstate Lock, 401-349-0042, and um, always online at allstatelock.com. All right, let's bring you up to speed on all of the news of the day, starting with, listen, yesterday you had the Biden administration. This is they're just going to stay on the same path. And it's a failing plan. It is. And I'm not going to be mean about it. I mean, already, even last night, Van Jones on CNN was saying that, um, you know, it was it was a meandering, wandering press conference. And and it was. But they're just going to stay stay put right now. Um. He, it, it has been a year. President Biden and Harris were sworn in one year ago. And let, let's, it's, it's been an absolute, it's been a disaster. And his poll numbers are down. And yesterday, they just decided to stick with, you know, things are actually great. And things are terrific. And you come off like Baghdad Bob. I am telling you, I, I hope... They do continue on the plan that they're on because he and Harris, uh, the, the Democrat Party is, is just going to get crushed in the midterm elections, crushed in the midterm elections. So that is what's going on right now. Now, close to home, Governor McKee doesn't acknowledge the fact that you know, the brutal story <clears throat> about the situation at our hospitals, and it's not just that um it's other hospitals it's not just ken hospital by the way it's also rhode island hospital and and excuse me and and some other hospitals as well in in our area but the the governor is going to try to pretend that that's not happening some big local political news is that the speaker of the house joe sakachi uh announced this morning that he's announced he's not going to be going for the langevin seat so listen it makes this year Now, right now, today is Thursday, February 20th. And so that makes the elections coming up are this is going to this is a big election year. Um, I'm also hearing, by the way, that from what I understand, I I think that Congressman Cicilline, I'm hearing he may only do one more term. This is. um, The. Situation with um, Congressman Cicilline is, does he really want to go to the back of the bench? Does he really want to suddenly, because listen, they're going to lose the House. I believe they're going to lose the House and they're going to lose the Senate. So um, so I, I believe that... That's going to happen. And then Congressman Cicilline, does he really want to go through that again? Where you have, you know, no real power, no real significance. But let's get to There's some great sound I want to play for you. Now, there's a guy on uh, that I follow on Twitter. He's also on social media. The guy is really interesting, Matt Walsh. And 
he was on the Dr. Phil show. And I normally, I don't think I've ever played sound of Dr. Phil. But the it was a debate, if you will, about transgender. That was the debate. And listen to Matt Walsh. This was on the Dr. Phil show. And he's trying to just pin down. Let's go with a simple definition. When you use the term woman, who do you consider a woman to be? Right? Because this is something, folks, that's it's really been an issue. So I want to pick it up. And you're going to hear he's debating these transgender people. And that's how ridiculous this crowd is. So let's let's hear right now. Of gender, just sex. You're either male or female. Right. And someone feeling in a mental, emotional way that they don't identify with the sex that they have been biologically created as and assigned at birth based on their genitalia, if they don't feel that way, that there's no construct that describes that, experiences that. Well, that's got nothing to do with the reality. So you can feel however you want. I mean, I can sit here and say that I feel like a tomato plant, but that doesn't mean that I'm actually in those things. So your, your self-perception, you can have whatever self-perception you want, but you can't expect me to take part in that self-perception or to take part in this kind of charade, this theatrical production. You don't get your own pronouns, just like you don't get your own prepositions or your own, your own adjectives. You know, it's like if I were to tell you, my adjectives are handsome and brilliant. And no matter whatever you're talking about me, you have to describe me as handsome and brilliant because that's how I identify. It makes no sense. You don't get your own pronouns. These are, that's, that's, that's grammar. That's language. So you think it's a delusion? Someone is self-delusional. Yeah, I think it's it's delusion. It could be a mental illness. It could be a, it's, it's a lot of different things. With, with children, wow. you know, there, there's also just a basic confusion that all kids have. Like that's why when you hear when you, when you hear someone, a parent say, "Oh, my four-year-old uh, son came came to me and said that uh, I'm a girl now, and so that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna raise him as a girl." No, you're, you're a four-year-old. I have four kids. When a four-year-old boy comes to you and says, "Oh, I'm a girl," here's a good follow-up question: What is a girl? Ask him what he means by that. What do you mean by girl? And when you, when you ask him that, here's what he'll tell you. He will tell you what he really means is that he, he wants to do some of the things that girls do, like play with a dollhouse or, or, you know, he likes the color pink. That's fine. Play with a dollhouse. But you're still a boy. You know, it's simple. That, think of that. Everything he just said absolutely makes sense. Here's the part where they can't even define what a woman means. What is a girl? Well, this is one of the problems with this left-wing gender ideology is that no one who espouses it can even tell you what these words mean. It's like, what is a woman? Well, can you tell me what a woman is? No, I can't. Because but, it's not for me to say. I, womanhood looks different for everybody. But do you, what do you define a woman as? An adult human female. And what does a female mean? Uh, well, how, that's do you, how do you define a female? Someone with, with female reproductive organs. Okay. Someone who's, you know, here's the thing. When you're, when you're female, it goes right down to your bones, your DNA. So that's why if someone dies, okay. we can dig up their bones 100 years from now. We have no idea what they believed in their head, but we can tell what sex they were because it's, in, it's down in, it's, it's ingrained in every fiber of their being. Interesting. So I'm trying to understand. Your definition is that a woman is someone who is female, you said, right? Correct. Is okay. a biological female. So what happens if we have maybe someone who is female? identifies as a woman, right? You know, cisgender woman, right? As you explained, as you just explained, it maybe doesn't have the ability to reproduce. Maybe doesn't have those organs that you're talking about that are reproductive organs. I have answered the question. You stood up here and said trans women are women. Yes. Tell me what you mean. What is a woman? Womanhood is something that, just as Ethan explained, I cannot define because I am not myself... Well, the word. So what did you mean when you said trans women are women, if you don't know what it means? Right? So here's the thing. So I do not define what a woman is because I do not identify as a woman. Womanhood is something that is an umbrella term. It includes people that who... That describes what? People who identify as a woman. I- identify as what? As a woman. What is that? Was to each their own. Right. Each woman, each man, each person is going to have a different relation with their own gender identity and define it differently. And so I'm trans women... Are women it's going to be applause. You want to applause? Okay, 
You know, I, I um, his name is Matt Walsh. It um, it absolutely lit up. What was the applause about, folks? That's how. Do you see where the political correctness? How they've confused this whole thing. It, it, it's just the, the the people in the audience. What, what are you talking? Like, I can't believe they're actually applauding that. And I like when he said about that. You know, his four year old son. Again, this is Matt Walsh. He's on Doctor Phil. They're having two sides debate about transgender and listen when it comes down to this business of you know that the transgender quote boys should be allowed to use the girls bathroom listen to this I agree with my fellow, my fellow Matt over here. Loudoun County is a famous case of the Daily Wire we helped uncover. Uh, there was a, a gender nonconforming boy in a dress who went into a went to a girl's restroom and raped, violently raped uh, a, a young girl. After that happened, that's when this, the school district decided, oh, you know what? Now we're going to open up the restrooms and uh, invite the, the boys in with the girls. And here's what happens. Because we hear a lot about, well, gender nonconforming people, transgender people, uh, it, it makes them feel bad if, they don't, if, they're not, if they're not given access to the bathrooms they want. Well, okay, I, so they have their feelings. What about the feelings of the girls who are getting raped? There are many girls and many women who are speaking out and saying, we want privacy in our facilities. We don't want a man in the, in the bathroom with us. And then what we hear from this side, what we hear from this side. I did not is, say that we want open bathrooms where anyone okay. can go in. What we hear from this side is that, well, their feelings don't matter. We're not gonna, we, who, who cares? You just have to deal with it, right? Because the transgender people, the gender nonconforming people, it's, it's their feelings that take priority. I'm not trying to minimize your concern around it, but I don't know that it's a safety issue. Um, and uh, you usually still have another bathroom that it's you can go to. It's a security issue. My daughter would not feel safe or secure if she had to share a bathroom or a gender-neutral locker room with boys. And again, I, um, you know, I, I don't know what to make of. You, you didn't hear the crowd as much there. But why is that so? I mean, think of that. It, it's just so their, their position on this thing is so ridiculous. All right, let me, I want to get back to some more of the sound that we, and we have a lot of sound. Um, let's see. <clears throat> um, how desperate is the Biden administration? Well, Jen Psaki, the press secretary, went on Fox News this morning. She went on with Bill Hemmer and Dana Perino. And um, why is that significant? Because by and large, the Biden administration, Biden and Harris and this White House, they've been content to just talk in an echo chamber to MSNBC and CNN. But let's go to this is CNN. Um, is that Casey Hunt? She has on Representative Jim Clyburn. You're concerned about these voting bills. They're, they're doing this whole paranoia about voting bills. Let's listen to this. Are you concerned that without these voting rights bills, the election results won't be legitimate? I'm absolutely concerned about that. First of all, thanks for having me. Let me remind the audience that in 1965, at the time of the advent of the Voting Rights Act, only 3% of African Americans in Alabama were registered to vote. We come in with the 1965 Voting Rights Act. And look what we have now. Nine years ago, the Supreme Court took direct aim at that act. He shall be beholder and got rid of preclearance. And what preclearance means, I want people to understand, it means that if you change your voting laws and you've got a history of discriminating against black people or other minorities, you have to submit those voting, those changes to the Justice Department or to a federal court and explain why they're not discriminatory. If they're not discriminatory, then you go ahead and do it. So Listen, we, we have a problem with elections in this country. We do. But what's interesting is they, they really went after President Trump. And all of a sudden, Biden steps up yesterday and says he... 
refused to say whether he believes that the, the, the elections coming up in November will be fair and legitimate. And that he claims the only way they would be if you pass his voting bills. Let's go to Fox this morning. Jen Psaki uh, asked about the failure of progressive prosecutors to prosecute certain crimes, Democrat-run areas. Let's hear that. Well, he pushed on the progressive prosecutors that are, for example, here in New York City, saying that things like using, taking a gun into a store, robbing it, but then leaving and nobody gets killed, that that's a misdemeanor? Is the president okay with that? Well, look, the president's not going to wade into uh, the actions of prosecutors or of the, the legal justice department. That's his, his bottom line. How is that possible? You have a major problem that's going on with crime in this country. Um, boy, Biden yesterday, Biden on Russia invading Ukraine. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion. Well... Let's see. Let's go to Tucker Carlson last night. Let's take a look at Biden's rear press conference. By the end, we were wishing Biden spoke less in public. In fact, according to statisticians who keep track of this sort of thing, it was only his second since taking office a full year ago. And by the end, you were wishing that Joe Biden spoke in public less often. The whole thing was awful. It was totally weird and embarrassing, not just to him, but to the country. At one point, Biden treated us to a stream of consciousness thoughts about his son's former employer, that would be a small corrupt nation called Ukraine. Apparently, Ukraine's eastern border with Russia, unlike, say, our southern border with Mexico, is a sacred boundary created by God that must be protected at all costs, up to and including American lives. Why is that? Joe Biden didn't say. The whole thing was confusing enough that we're going to spend some time unpacking it at much greater length on tomorrow's show. But in the meantime, here's what you should know. You are currently funding a proxy battle in Ukraine against the nuclear-armed Russian military, and that could very well erupt into a hot war that includes you, the United States. If nothing else, Biden made that very clear, so sleep well tonight. Then Biden bragged about himself, as he tends to do whenever he's awake. Can you think of any other president who's done so much in a year, he asked at one point? How do you respond to a question like that? Biden didn't wait for the answer and said he got mad at a reporter who dared ask him about COVID. Watch. Did you overpromise to the American public what you could achieve in your first year in office and how do you plan to course correct going forward? Why are you such an optimist? Look, I didn't overpromise, and but I have probably uh, outperformed what anybody thought would happen. I outperformed. What's true, actually, outperformed, meaning more Americans have died from corona on my watch than under evil anti-science Cheeto Man. Which isn't easy, you dog-faced pony soldier. Stick that in your hat and smoke it. It got weirder from there. Biden talked about his so-called voting rights legislation, which only Nazis oppose. Without that legislation, the next election will almost certainly be fraudulent, rigged, illegitimate, stolen. See how that works? If you complain about an election after the fact, you're an insurrectionist. The Justice Department may indict you for sedition. But if you complain about an election ahead of time, preemptively, then you're a civil rights leader. There's a difference, Mr. Man. Learn it, love it, live it. Biden went on to boast that under his steady wise leadership, peasants in this country have gotten, quote, raises. And we didn't mention that inflation has already eaten those raisins in a single bite, and next year's raises, too, though no one in the press corps bothered to ask anyway. Biden did allow that there are some Americans who are, quote, frustrated and fatigued, but that is not his fault. It's COVID's fault, a disease created by unvaccinated Trump voters, and not, we want to be clear about this, not created by his family's longtime patrons in the government of China. They had nothing to do with it. You did it. In any case, the solution, Biden explained, is more testing and more shots. That's why he plans to send a COVID test to every American household and force every last holdout to get the vax. When people, the hospitalizations are, are, are overrunning hospitals and you have docs and nurses out because of COVID, they have COVID. We put thousands of people back in, in those hospitals. Look at all the, marine, all the military personnel we have there, first responders. Nobody is ever organized. Nobody is ever organized. A strategic operation to get as many shots in arms by opening clinics and keeping and being able to get so many people vaccinated. What I'm doing now is not just getting significant amounts of 
of vaccines to the rest of the world, but they now need the mechanical way is how they get shots in arms. So we're providing them the know-how to do that. How many prepositions were slaughtered in those paragraphs you just heard? We lost count. But here's the headline, and you've never heard a president brag about this. We put soldiers in the hospitals, Biden said. That's a win. So next time you get a prostate exam, rest easy. Men with guns are there. There's no reason to be afraid. But Biden's not stopping with that accomplishment. There's more to do. Joe Biden's next goal is to vaccinate all 8 billion people in the world by force if necessary. And of course, we may need soldiers for that, too. I would hope that what happens is the rest of the world does what I'm doing and provides significant amounts of the vaccine to the rest of the world because it's not sufficient that we just have this country not have the virus or be able to control the virus, but that we can't build a wall high enough to keep a new variant out. So it requires one of the things that I want to do and we're, we're contemplating figuring out how to do, not we are contemplating how to get done, and that is how do we move in a direction where the world itself is vaccinated? The whole world. Those damn Africans better start taking the shots because walls don't work. You build a bigger wall, they just build a bigger virus. That's what the president said. You know what? It, it, it just goes on and on. And again, folks, good afternoon. Um, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. They, um, I think what you're going to see, right now it's 127 on this Thursday. <clears throat> um, I, think, I think what you're going to see is, listen, Biden and Harris are feeling a lot of pressure. There's a lot of finger pointing. She is not up for the task, the vice president. She is absolutely not up to the task. She comes off as she she's uh, prickly, she's condescending, she's irritable. Just her, I'm not finished. Uh, let me finish. Like she's just. Then she goes into the nervous laugh. They are not built long term. Yesterday, President Biden had a chance to do a complete reset, and he didn't. He just dug in his heels. Nope. We're not changing a thing. Everything's going great and everything is terrific. And they do it at their own peril. You know, the other thing, I also want to address this. This business of President Biden, this is important because I'm also hearing this from some of our locals. uh, That the Republican Party doesn't stand for anything. Right? The Republican Party, they don't what do they stand for? They don't stand for anything. Just because they don't go along with everything you want doesn't mean they don't stand for anything. Now, that, that's not true. Um, you know, they, they, they stand for lower taxes. We have people that are too dependent on government. Um, we want secure borders. There should be equal opportunity. There's too much of a focus on wokeness and race. And I was speaking to someone yesterday who was you know a lot of people are buzzing about it's it's been 20 years well no Cicilline took the Patrick Kennedy seat in 2010 and he he defeated he went through a primary then he defeated uh, John Laughlin and then um and I know people have mentioned his name possibly and I know John and I like John and I respect John I do but he is in Tiverton, and this is the second district. He doesn't live in the district. I know some people say, oh, you can still run. I, well, I would just ask, and when has that worked out? Because the people that have held that seat, whether it was Eddie Beard or whether it was um, Claudine Schneider or Jack Reed or Bob Wagan, they or St. Germain obviously lived. Ron Makeley lived in his district. St. Germain lived in his district. Kennedy lived in the district. Cicilline lives in his district. Langevin lives in his district. I, I know some people are saying that, but I, I, I'll believe that when I see it. But it's, it's been some time. Someone said to me, well, do you think this could be the year of the woman? I, I don't know what to respond to that. Who thinks that way? Is this going to be the year of the woman? I, I think people are tired of the pandemic. They're tired of being told what to do. They're tired of no accountability. They're tired of people soft on crime. They're tired of 
uh, being told that they're racist, they're tired of race being the focal point in the schools. Is this going to be the year of the woman? Didn't we already go through that? What is that? Who who's saying that? Is that a? I was shocked at that. Is this going to be the year of the woman? I I think people want someone that's going to represent them. Langevin has done nothing. Langevin has been absent. If Langevin was a Republican, my God, they would have gone after him. I want to go back and play. Folks, if you want to email me, by the way, now right now it's 131 and you're listening to the show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. If you would like to send me an email, visit the website topetro.com and then you just click on contact John. Uh, I will go into, you know, uh, Biden yesterday was was Biden. That's him. Long rambling. Went way too long. Way too long. But I want to get back to um, this business of, all right, let me play a little more sound. This is CNN, John King. Biden promised competency. Where is it? Here we go. Every president has some struggles in the first year. Some have a lot of successes as well. Uh, this president had some, but they're overshadowed at the moment. Uh, maybe the issue is Afghanistan to some voter. Maybe it's COVID to another. Maybe it's inflation to another, where they look at what candidate Biden said or President Biden said, and it doesn't match the reality. Is this challenge today the specifics, or is it more the big picture? I promised you confidence. I promised you new leadership. Where is it? You know, I think that's a big part of it right now. I think that is a big part of it. You're not seeing competence. Let's stay on CNN. Jake Tapper, shocked. One Ukrainian official shocked President Biden gave the green light to Putin to invade the Ukraine if it's just, quote, a small incursion. Biden's remarks interpreted there as a less than wholehearted warning to Putin to not invade. Uh, well, I mean, that's that's uh, an understatement. I mean, they, they watch those remarks, I think, I think with horror. Uh, one uh, Ukrainian official who I've been in close contact with while this marathon press conference is underway said that he was, yeah, I'm quoting here, shocked uh, that President Biden would give a green light to Vladimir Putin in this way, um, that the U.S. president would distinguish between an incursion and an invasion, and it suggests that a minor incursion would 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 elicit you know a lesser response than a more a more full invasion. The big concern, of course, which is what he was alluding to, is that it gives Putin, and this is another quote from me, it said it gives the green light to Putin to enter Ukraine at his pleasure. Oh. And that's not just one Ukrainian official. Other Ukrainian officials have responded in a similar way. Kiev, in the words of another, uh, is stunned by what President Biden had to say. And the reason for that is twofold. First of all, a minor incursion is perhaps the preferred option of, of Vladimir Putin. There's been a lot of talk in military circles about a land corridor being seized in the east of Ukraine by Russian forces, where there are tens of thousands of troops gathered, of course, in order to connect the, the war zone, the rebel occupied. You know, I heard a good line. Think of that, though, folks. This is CNN. CNN. Shocked Biden would give a green light to Putin. Well, he can go in if it's just a minor incursion. A minor incursion. But what also surprised people was um, was that one person said they view it as Biden and his team think they're playing chess. Putin is playing poker. How about this is John King. Biden has a lot to clean up after his disastrous press conference. Uh, no, there's a lot to clean up. Here we go. I'm not sure that his staff is... Exactly excited about all the news he made. Uh, no, there's a lot to clean up. Come back to that in a second, especially the Russia-Ukraine stuff on the global stage. Uh, and, and look, one of Joe Biden's trademark and often his friends, often his friend is his stubbornness and his fight uh, to stay at it. So there are questions about his stamina. There are questions about will you do a press conference. If he wanted to prove he'd stand there for two hours and take it. Mission accomplished. Uh, to the idea that at the one-year mark, when you're struggling, when almost every political metric says you are struggling, does he walk out of there thinking he's in better standing? It'd be fascinating to see how it's interpreted around the country. Uh, the White House wanted him talking less about Washington and more about America. He spent a lot of time talking about Washington. I'm not sure that... Now that is, I want to repeat, that is former URI grad, John King of CNN, and I think that's a pretty good take. Let's go back to Dr. Phil. 
gender experts. Matt Walsh, boy, he hit it over the fence. Let's pick it up. That's a question I would like to throw out to you know, other members of the panel. Listen Actually, because just like the four-year-old can't answer what is a girl. Well, this is one of the problems with this left-wing gender ideology is that no one who espouses it can even tell you what these words mean. It's like, what is a woman? Well, can you tell me what a woman is? No, I can't. Because but, it's not for me to say. I, woman looks different for everybody. No, it doesn't. Okay, what do you define a woman as? An adult human female. And what does a female mean? <laughs> Uh, well, how, do you, how do you define it? Someone with, with female reproductive organs. Okay. Someone who's, you know, here's the thing. When you're, when you're female, it goes right down to your bones, your DNA. So that's why if someone dies, okay. we can dig up their bones 100 years from now. We have no idea what they believed in their head, but we can tell what sex they were. That's right. Because it's, in, it's down in, it's, it's ingrained in every fiber of their being. Right. So I'm trying to understand. Your definition is that a woman is someone who is female, you said, right? Correct. Is okay. a biological female. So what happens if we have maybe someone who is female, identifies as a woman, right? You know, cisgender woman, right? As you explained, as you just explained, that maybe doesn't have the ability to reproduce. Maybe doesn't have those organs that you're talking about well, that are reproductive well, organs. I have answered the question. You stood up here and said trans women are women. Yes. Tell me what you mean. What is a woman? Womanhood is something that, just as Ethan explained, I cannot define because I am not. But you used the word. So what did you mean when you said trans women are women if you don't know what it means? Right. So here's the thing. So I do not define what a woman is because I do not identify as a woman. Womanhood is something that is an umbrella term. It includes people who. That describes what? People who identify as a woman. Identify as what? As a woman. What is that? Was to each their own. Each woman, each man, each person is going to have a different relation with their own gender identity and define it differently. And so trans women... This will be a flaw. You want to reduce women, you want to reduce men down to maybe just their genetics, our genitals, no. our chromosomes, right? That's what you're what saying. You do that's a, what you, what you want to do is appropriate women. You want to appropriate womanhood. Okay. And turn it into basically a costume that could be worn. You know, that is such a good exchange. And notice, can't even answer. I still don't understand. Let me go back to, the, again, this is, I don't expect your button. His name's Matt Walsh. He's on Dr. Phil yesterday. Feeling in a mental, emotional way that they don't identify with the sex that they have been biologically created as and assigned at birth based on their genitalia, if they don't feel that way, that there's no construct that describes that, experiences that. Well, that's got nothing to do with the reality. So you can feel however you want. I mean, I could sit here and say that I feel like a tomato plant, but that doesn't mean that I'm actually in those things. So your, your self-perception, you can have whatever self-perception you want, but you can't expect me to take part in that self-perception or to take part in this kind of charade, this theatrical production, you don't get your own pronouns, just like you don't get your own prepositions or your own your own adjectives. You know, it's like if I were to tell you, my adjectives are handsome and brilliant. And no matter, whenever you're talking about me, you have to describe me as handsome and brilliant because that's how I identify. It makes no sense. You don't get your own pronouns. These are, that's, that's, that's grammar, that's language. So you think it's a delusion? Someone is self-delusional yeah, I think it's it's delusion. It could be a mental illness. It could be a, it's, it's a lot of different things. With, with children, wow. you know, there, there's also just a basic confusion that all kids have. Like that's why when you hear when you, when you hear someone, a parent say, "Oh, my four-year-old uh, son came came to me and said that uh, I'm a girl now, and so that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna raise him as a girl." No, your your four-year-old. I have four kids. When a four-year-old boy comes to you and says, "Oh, I'm a girl," here's a good follow-up question: What is a girl? Ask him what he means by that. What do you mean by girl? And when you, when you ask him that, here's what he'll tell you. He will tell you what he really means is that he, he wants to do some of the things that girls do, like play with a dollhouse or, or, you know, he likes the color pink. That's fine. Play with a dollhouse. But you're still a boy. You know, that is, folks, think of that. And again, good afternoon right now, 140. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Um, I want to give credit to, doc, to uh, Dr. Phil for having him on. Think of how much foolishness. If I go on social media right now, these people, here are my pronouns. They and them, him and her, or him and he, she and her. No, this other, he's exactly right. I'm a tomato plant. Freddie likes that. All right, I'm a tomato plant. That's how I identify. And I want you to call me. One of my pronouns, brilliant and smart. 
That's how I want you to, to um, address me. Brilliant and smart. Those are my pronouns. It is a joke. And, and then when it comes into, you know what I really like about what Matt Walsh said on the Dr. Phil show was, and you don't hear this enough, is what about the girls that don't, what about the girls that don't feel safe? Everything is about you can't say that because you're going to hurt the feelings of the transgender person. What about the safety of the girls? Do their feelings ever matter? These people are always so obsessed about you can't do that. I want to play that. And that is true with what happened in Loudoun County about a girl was raped in the bathroom. Well, then they just have to put up with it. More secure. Listen to this. How do you feel about the gender-neutral bathrooms and locker rooms? You know, I agree with my fellow my fellow Matt over here. Loudoun County is a famous case at the Daily Wire we helped uncover. Uh, there was a, a gender non-conforming boy in a dress who went into a, went to a girl's restroom and raped, violently raped uh, a, a young girl. After that happened, that's when this, the school did decided oh you know what now we're going to open up the restrooms happens because we hear a lot about well gender non-conforming people transgender people uh it, it makes them feel bad if they don't if they're not, if they're not given access to the bathrooms they want well okay I, so they have their feelings what about the feelings of the girls who are getting raped there are many girls and many women who are speaking out and saying we want privacy in our facilities we don't want a man in the in the bathroom with us mm-hmm. and then what we hear Most from, people what, we want hear from this side, what, what, we hear, what we hear from this side i did not is, say that we want open bathrooms where anyone okay. can go in what we hear from this side is that well their feelings don't matter we're not gonna we, who, who cares you just have to deal with it right because the transgender people and gender non-conforming people it's, it's their feelings that take priority i'm not trying to That's minimize right. your concern right. around it but i don't know that it's a safety issue um, and uh, you usually still have another bathroom that you so can go to. My daughter would not feel safe or secure if she had to share a bathroom or a gender-neutral locker room with boys. You know what I also I really like about that is um, the whole element of, of he's exactly right about who takes the priority. Who takes the priority of that whole thing? What about the feelings of the other people? Oh, their feelings don't matter. Their feelings don't matter. You know, this is, he completely unmasks. Let me just read Matt Walsh. He is, um, he's an author and he also um, does some things with, I think it's the Daily Wire. But you, you, you see these people and especially like, I'll say this, progressives locally, no one ever pushes back on, well, I do, but most people never push back on them. Never push back on that. You know, you have that Tierra Mack, right? State Senator, District 6 Providence. This is her Twitter feed. She, her, queer reproductive justice advocate. So she puts out, uh, Ian Donis of Rhode Island Public Radio tweeted out, Joe Sakachi, the speaker, will reveal whether he's going to run for um, the Langevin seat. And then she tweets out, imagine this as our congressional delegation because Joe Sakachi is gay. Like, so that's her priority. In their mind, wouldn't it be fantastic? This is how they, the, you know, to hear their thoughts, it would be a huge win for Rhode Island. If we had two gay representatives in Washington. Now, it's not happening because he's not running. But that's how she thinks. That, see, that would be a win. How great would it be? You had the incident with the terrorists at the synagogue in Texas on Saturday. Tara Mack, who is a total progressive Sending love and solidarity to folks in the Jewish community. See, nothing about um, nothing about the, the suspect, nothing about the terrorist. And then you also, I, I see how they, they retweet things. Um, a man held, one of these people, uh, they pronoun, they put it even in their, their title, they, them. Today, a man held four Jews hostage inside their synagogue. Many were responding to call for more surveillance. 
An increasingly militarized state does not keep people safe. We need religious communities to live and work in solidarity. That's one way to look at it, I suppose. Um, Here's another one. Repeal voter ID. You keep hearing that. Nope. Asking a person of color for their ID is racist. She got into a big back and forth with uh, my friend John Breen, a former rep of Woonsocket. Voter ID laws are a racist legacy. Full repeal voter ID. No agenda. So there was a piece done on her by the Boston Globe. We talked about it earlier in the week. Do you want to guess, was it negative or a positive piece? <laughs> uh, now, that would be a positive piece. As Tierra Mac said last year, at no point I am a, uh, a woman of color who her own identification her own identification, herself now. I'm going to read right off her Twitter feed. She, her, queer. As she announced last year, there should never be, never be a negative article about her. Never. If anyone were to write one, it's racist. Can you imagine baseball? The batter going to get up to bat. You strike him out. You know why you struck him out? Because you're a racist. (laughs) Let's go to the Today Show. I want to give credit to Savannah Guthrie. Question. Putin, likely to listen to a later statement from the White House press secretary, the words of the president, when he said that President Biden said he'd be willing to accept a minor incursion. You know, he can do a minor invasion, minor invasion of Ukraine. Let's hear. This is uh, how it sounded. Uh, Reportedly heard these words from President Biden with alarm. I know the White House tried to clarify it uh, and clean it up afterwards. But with the damage done, you can't unring the bell. Is Vladimir Putin likely to listen to a later statement from the White House press secretary or the words of President Biden? I will repeat myself, and I'm Vice President of the United States, and the President and I work closely together, and I know his position because he's been consistent in that regard. If Vladimir Putin and Russia takes aggressive action, it will be met with a cost that will be severe. Ukrainian officials uh, reported... You're not the President. You think Putin is afraid of the Vice President Harris? Here's Biden. Well, you know, it's one thing if it's a minor invasion, incursion. If it invades, and it depends on what it does, one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having to fight about what to do and not do, etc. You know, that the Ukrainian officials went into a panic. He basically allowed him, allowed him, you can go in and invade Ukraine. You can invade Ukraine. I want to also replay um, Tucker Carlson. He's had a good piece. And again, folks, good afternoon at 149. It's one. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Hey, I want to remind you also about Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Now offering, remember, get a dumpster in the driveway with Brothers Disposal. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today. 401-688-0517. Offering weekly trash collection services and dumpsters. So maybe you want to throw out some unwanted belongings. Call Brothers Disposal. 401-688-0517. Look for them on Facebook, Brothers Disposal. Tucker Carlson, I love this, talking about It really has to do with Seattle and Portland, how the homeless uh, have really taken over. Let's hear his, um, I thought this was great. It's not complicated at all. It couldn't be simpler. Politicians are making it much easier to be a homeless drug addict in the United States and much harder to be a law-abiding member of the middle class. What's the effect? Well, let's see. The middle class is dying, and we now have record numbers of drug-addicted vagrants. What does that tell you? It tells you that incentives work. If you destroy the nuclear family, which they have, if you decriminalize drugs, which they have, if you hand out tents and needles to addicts, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to get more addicts living in tents. Again, it's not complicated. This is not a vexing public policy question that requires the Brookings Institution to investigate. It's not like fixing Social Security. 
And the solution is as simple as the problem. Here's the solution. Stop putting up with it. Say no. No, you can't smoke meth in the park. That's right. You're not allowed to crap on the sidewalk. Yep. Pull up your pants and get the hell out of here. That's right. Go somewhere with lower standards. Head for a place where politicians don't care about their people. Because we do care. And that's why we're hauling your tent to a landfill and cutting off your checks today. You are a drug addict. Get a job or leave. This is our city. You are not allowed to wreck it. You didn't. You know, I know that sounds harsh. I know as I hear it, it sounds harsh. And I know that sounds harsh. And as I have said, folks, good afternoon at 151. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Don't forget, folks, dipietro.com, which is brought to you by Soul Source Restoration. Call them today. Are you taking every precaution to make sure you clean and prevent the spread of the virus? You need real cleaning and salute. You need S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration. Call them for a free quote for 401-712-2700. Soul Source Restoration. What they do is clean and disinfect residential and commercial properties. Call Soul Source Restoration. I was with those guys yesterday. They're great. Mike, Jay, the whole crew. S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration. 401-712-2700. They do it all. Microthermal fogging, electrostatic spraying, wipe down service. Um, Soul, S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration. 401-712-2700. So I don't believe Governor McKee has any events. I don't know if he's going to do anything tomorrow. Folks, the um, situation is still pretty dire with our healthcare system. It is. In Rhode Island, it is. Um, and I know that some of the, the other news, the, the situation in Russia and Ukraine, as much as, as much as people are listening right now, maybe you're on 146 and you're saying, well, all right, so what's the big deal? So what? So Russia may go into Ukraine. Folks, you can't. He's on the move. How, how bad is it? Let's go to Morning Joe. Putin, our NATO allies, they see Biden as weak. Social this is unrest. where the Joe Scarborough is speaking with John Heilman. You are listening to the John Show. Uh, when, when he talked about uh, a minor incursion, there is no minor incursion. Uh, there is separation among the NATO allies and, and ourselves on Russia. There was separation because of the way we got out of Afghanistan. So again, here's the problem. Biden seen as weak from Russia, China, and our allies on Afghanistan. Uh, if he is seen as being weak on Ukraine, we will be back here six months from now talking about that minor incursion into Taiwan. The whole world is watching. Uh, Afghanistan set a poor precedent for Joe Biden, fair or not. Mm-hmm. Fair or not. The Biden administration will tell you for two hours they did exactly what they needed to do and it was a success in the end and we'll let historians debate that. But Putin and she and our NATO allies are not debating that right now. Mm-hmm. They see Joe Biden as weak. Yesterday's press conference did not help. You know, that is, and I want to <clears throat> be very clear at 154 on this Thursday. Let's be very clear that that this is his ally. This is Joe Scarborough. This is Morning Joe. And and it's accurate. It's accurate. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show at 155 on this Thursday is brought by the Lodge Puppet Eatery. Stop it and see them. They're waiting for you. A great meal. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, the Lodge Puppet Eatery. So Jen Psaki, White House Press Secretary. Went on Fox News this morning, and and that that's that's just how bad it is for the Biden administration. Um, let's go back to yesterday that that press conference. I I get it, and I like the the line. If his job was to say I can stand up here and take it, then okay. But if it was try to move things forward, then. It, it failed. Here we go. Now, 
whether or not uh, I think that uh, how can I say this in a public forum uh, I think that he is dealing with what I believe he thinks is the most tragic thing that's happened you know uh, uh, listen I, I'm not he, he shouldn't be winging it he should not be winging it. Texas gunmen traveled alone to New York on December 29th through the U.S. Visa Waiver Program. His entrance was approved by the U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Uh, that was a screw-up. That was an absolute screw-up. He shouldn't have been allowed in the country. Um, and then as a result of that, they're very fortunate that those four people could have, in fact been killed but this was was not a big day folks i also want to just touch on at 157 i want to remind people a couple things number one there's still no real republican candidate right now for governor of rhode island there's no republican in rhode island officially running for governor and so that leaves the field it's it's all just the the Democrats that are running with Governor McKee and also with Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea, who I think should resign her position and should not be allowed. You know, I, I'm going to go back to what I've been also telling you, and that is, see, I believe that Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea feels that she has the winning voting list to give out to her street team, her get out the vote. She's going to give it out to her campaign people and then they will deliver all these mail ballots with all the names they have that I believe only she really has the information on them. I also believe that her former chief of staff, her chief of staff resigned and he's running for mayor of Providence. So I think they have a scheme that he will become mayor of Providence and she will become governor. And I also think that Secretary of State Natalie Gordea is betting on the fact that she is a female and she's a Latina. And I believe that she expects the other Democrats, no matter how upset they are, would take it on the chin and be very hesitant to criticize or question how the election goes down. I've been saying that. Um, Boy, here's a headline. NBC NBC won't send announcers to Beijing for Olympics. Hmm. Uh, I, I've been saying that. I believe it. I see more evidence of it. There, there is nothing. That Secretary of State, Nellie Gorbea, folks, at 159, you mark my words. Does she have the most money? No. Does she have a big platform? No. Is she a big household name? No. Does she have swarms of support? No. What does she have? The voting list. The voting list. To me, it's like having the answers to the test. She feels it's going to be enough to win the Democrat primary, and they feel whoever wins the Democrat primary will be the governor. So they feel you win in September, you win in November. That's how they feel. Listen, folks, thank you for listening. I want you to stay tuned. The 2 o'clock news is next, and then it's followed by the John Dion program. WNRI Winsocket. WNRI